Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast brought to you by the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte County Unified School District. I'm Jeff Harris, the Superintendent of Schools for Del Norte. And in about the time it takes you to sit and have a quick cup of coffee and a conversation with a friend, we're going to have some conversations with uh, some of our staff members and talk about some things that you may or may not know about our district. But we hope that you join us and we hope that you learn a lot. So today um, we are continuing our series of getting to know our staff a little bit. Over the past few weeks, we've talked to a number of different job families with our classified staff. And today we're going to have a conversation with members of our certificated staff. So these are our teachers. And joining me today are Mia Rigdon. Hi, Mia. Ron Gastineau. Howdy. And Gail Capone. Hello. And um, we're going to have a conversation today just kind of getting to know them, the job they do, because when we use the word teacher, all of us, I think, conjure somebody from our past in our mind or somebody that our kids have had. But even though the three of you are teachers, you do very different things. So um, if I could just go around the table a little bit here, and I'll start with Mia because she wanted to be first. That's She made that very... <laughs> um, just tell us what school you're at and what you teach. So I am at Redwood School. Um, it's a K through eighth school, and I teach seventh and eighth grade history. So I get to four different classes a day. So that's exciting for me. Near and dear to my heart. I was a junior high teacher, too. I was an English teacher for seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. I really love it. Loved it. Ron? So I teach over the high school. I teach media arts. I teach tech support, and I t- do yearbook. So those are the three subjects. They're all pretty much, you know, synced together, which is really nice. I'm building my empire over there, as you know. Well, I was going to say it. <laughs> and and what a lot of folks may not know is you were one of the first ones that really approached me and said, hey, let's live stream some stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, we're trying to get um, in career technical ed, we're trying to make sure that those students have uh, at least the skills that they might be able to get a job right after graduation. And so we try to put them into, you say, the maelstrom, right, to start and, right. and have them run cameras or run the board or do audio and all that editing and everything that we do. Yeah. So. And and I think for, for everybody out there, if you don't know Ron, I think everybody in our county does know Ron. <laughs> I've been around. <laughs> He's been around. You, you've got your finger in a lot of pies that go on in the district. So we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. And and Gail? Hi. Um, I am an otter. So I'm at <laughs> Joe Hamilton Elementary. I love being there. I'm a special education teacher. So I have kindergarten through fifth graders throughout the day at different times. So again, a, a broad, and you're just joining us this year for the first time too, right, Gail? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've called Colleen actually um, about three or four times in the last five years, and I finally made it. So <laughs> it's kind of entertaining. I finally got to meet her. <laughs> well, welcome to the community. Thank you. Um, so, you know, when we, when, when we talk to folks, it's always interesting. Everybody has a little different journey on how they got here, and a lot of people think, that teachers are here because our families have always been in education and our families have always been part of that system. But that's not always true. Um, my own background, my dad started working in the oil fields at 13, never graduated high school. Um, my mom graduated high school, never went to college, but they really wanted us to do 
something else. Matter of fact, my dad told me if I went into the oil business after I finished college, I was going to have to pay him back every penny he spent. Um, but then, you know, through a series of events, I ended up going into education. My sister is now a school psychologist and my other sister is a teacher. So um, my journey was a little bit different. How did you guys get into this business? So um, for me, I this is my second career, what I like to call my second career. My first career, I started out as a social worker and I slowly made, I started working at the district, in this district, mm-hmm. um, for Title VI, American Indian Education. And there I really got to explore, got to work with kids a lot, got to explore curriculum. And I love curriculum. That's one of my favorite parts of um teaching and school and just um, the love of learning. So that really got me inspired to continue on to this journey. So then that's interesting because you you started as a classified employee. Yes. Yep. And got your teaching credential. Yes. Still working on it. Still working on it. That's right. Because you're an intern right now. Yes. I'm an intern through HSU, Humboldt State University. And how has that journey been, Mia? It's been... um, a ride, a wild ride, <laughs> chaos, but um, yes, yes, but well worth it. It's amazing. I get to um, learn and then right away apply those things right to my classroom. So it's to me that it's a great, fun way to do teaching. That's cool. And I, I want to talk about that a little bit later because when we talk about some maybe some job opportunities or how folks mm-hmm. can become uh, employees here, I think that's a way that a lot of people don't normally think of. But we've got a lot of people that have actually done that pathway through us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great way to go. I really feel like um, Humboldt State is great at... what would you call it? Just being a great resource. And here we have mentor teachers. My mentor teacher, Amber Bachman, she's super awesome and helpful. And um, it's a great supportive way to go. Yeah, she's incredible. So Ron, Gail, how'd you guys get into this? Well, um, my mom was a teacher for many, many years. My sister, and I swear I was never going to be a teacher, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. And um, I worked at the uh, the Del Norte Workforce Center, and we did a lot of youth stuff. Mm-hmm. And through that, you know, I got to get some of the classroom experience working with the kids. And at that time, it was like um, they had an opening here at the high school for the tech teacher to do 21st century skills with the freshmen. And so it was, it was just like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. It might be good. My wife's also a teacher, of course, Mary Peacock's in almost 30 years now. So she's getting close to retirement. So you had a tutor. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the, the great part is, is that now when I come home and I'm like, oh, God, how do we go through this? She sit there, rolls her eyes and just starts laughing at me because I'd be sitting there saying the same thing when she was coming home because I was just like, oh, I'm just at work. you know. But a teacher never stops working. I can tell you that this is the hardest job I have ever had because- yeah. Being a CTE teacher, and I've only been doing teaching for this my eighth year now, Mm -hmm. um, we've been through every other job on the way up to becoming a teacher. And so uh, all that media job and stuff got me into the door here. And uh, I was hired by Brett Lobble, and at that time, uh, Randy Fugate was the principal over there. And um, they stuck me with four freshman classes per day for <laughs> six years. <laughs> and then I had one elective to teach, which was media. Right. And so as we went through there, um, you know, it, it just it just grew. And as we've been growing the program and, and getting better every year, uh, it's been awesome. And that's one of the rewarding things is to be able to, uh, you know, share the knowledge that I've had over my years of working mm-hmm. out 
in the communities and with everybody with the kids and, and hopefully take some of that knowledge into their jobs in the future. Yeah, that's cool. What about you, Gail? Well, um, I started off an infant toddler in preschool, and I have four daughters. So I often thought one day I will see preschools in the elementary school, and I've lived to see that, which is say, it's wonderful. <laughs> but as they grew, I tend to, I went into elementary, and then I taught in high school, and then I went into special education, and during COVID, mm-hmm. I had uh, received my second master's in um, building administration, but um, I love the special ed kids. I think that they're underestimated sometimes, and I'm very optimistic, and I love success stories, and theirs are all very small, but very important to their lives, Mm -hmm. and so I have stuck with special education. it's, It's been a wonderful field. I can't imagine doing anything else now that I've gone through all levels of education, even back when Head Start, I helped pilot the home base Head Start program out of Detroit. And uh, so I've always been in education. I don't know what I'm going to do when I retire. <laughs> Come back and be a grandma and read. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so I, Ron, you had said, well, I think it's an interesting juxtaposition because it's true, right? I think it can be really rewarding, but it's also really hard. What you guys have done it for differing lengths of time. What are some of the most difficult, I think, or some of the most challenging things about being a teacher? I think mine are just uh, differentiated learning. And you have so many different students, even in one grade level. You know, some are high, some are middle, some are low. And you have to juggle that and um, keep a smile on your face. And again, you know, cheer them on to be successful in those small ways. Right. That's what I feel like every single day is making, am I doing enough? Are they getting enough out of what I'm giving them? Um, Just making sure that everybody's learning and engaged for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And keeping them motivated. Yes. Motivated to do the work. And for us CT teachers, we're usually coming into it with our passions because this is is what we did and and trying to impart that onto these kids and go like, man, you could be making bank doing this out in in there and you should be excited about learning this. And it's like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) And so, so that is, that is one of the most challenging things. And most challenging thing is working with kids because they're humans and everyone's different and you have a different challenge every day you come through that door. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said earlier, I I was a seventh and eighth grade English teacher and you never knew what was going to walk in. Sometimes you would have these amazing adults in these kid bodies and they would blow you away. And then the next day you would think you would get that same level of maturity and conversation. It's like, oh man, I'm talking to a 13 year old. (laughs) Yes. I'm laughing right now because I I totally see that. I remember my first couple weeks of school, I was like, oh my gosh, these kids are angels. And then the next day being like, what just happened in my class? I have a student right now and he's adorable and he's, he's, um, he has a difficult time reading and, and doing math. He's a third grader. And um, I've purchased connects, which are these building, oh, yeah. uh, building material. He has made a biplane. He made the windmill, which works. And today he made a chariot that cruised around the whole classroom. Oh, wow. And I, I just love him. And um, it's just so exciting to see that he can do that. 
Yeah. And, and, and it's amazing what they can do. You know, I mean, you know, Ron, you were talking about some of the, the students that you have and they, by the time they hit high school, they're trying to figure out where they're going to go and what they're going to do because they're three years from being out in the real world. Um, but you know, with the challenges that our kids face, we've got some of the highest rates of, um, poverty, neglect, abuse, obesity, um, ACEs, which are the adverse childhood experiences in the state. I mean, and, you know, we all know that that during COVID just a few months ago when we were opening school, we had the highest COVID rates in the country. Um, but our kids have that kind of adversity. But, you know, Gail, you were just talking about the the really exciting things that we mm-hmm. see kids do. For you as a teacher, what's the most rewarding thing that happens in a classroom? I think their resiliency I mean, I have to comment on this young man who, you know, won the award to go to Washington to turn on the Christmas tree lights. I think that showed that he has real support from not only his parents, but probably his teachers in the community. And that was just a lovely story. And mm-hmm. even our band that they've, you know, made it through COVID where they're blowing in instruments and whatnot, (laughs) you know, that won, you know, the award. So they're just very resilient and you have to really give them that respect for whatever level that they're at, even high schoolers, because I've been missing my high schoolers, (laughs) but I do love these little ones too. You can come by and take my class. (laughs) (laughs) That's a standing offer. (laughs) You feel free to come and take mine. (laughs) So, but I, I just think resilience is a beautiful thing with these kids and, and the support that that um, I think Crescent City has, are, is giving them and the school system in general. And even as a new teacher, I've received wonderful support from everyone, in, uh, including, you know, Mr. Cushman is a great new principal in our district. So I think everyone is um, very helpful in, in recognizing that there's going to be issues every day. And you try and let the kids know that. It's like, there's going to be issues every day, but we're going to get through it and just give them that motivation to persevere. Right, yeah. right. I was just, that made me think of, so I have four kids. My oldest is 19. She mm-hmm. graduated from Del Norte High a couple of years ago, and she came back home for a visit. And um, we were talking about school and just school in general and COVID and everything like that. And one of the things she said was, Mom, you know, our community is so great. Um, we all pull together. We are such a community just at our school on um, a Del Norte level. Like that Del Norte pride is very is very strong and it really makes our community and it helps this community work so yeah i mean if you look at the high school i'm i'm i went through this system here i went through uh joe hamilton crescent elk high school mm-hmm. humboldt state came back but if you go into the high school there are probably about 40 percent of us are Delort graduates mm-hmm. and coming back you're talking you're talking staff members staff members yeah right. teachers and so we have the um you know the, the background to tell these kids the real story of you know getting out and then saying hey the rest of the world isn't that great or you know <laughs> you know the shiny you know go to the lights kind of thing and a lot of them just come on back because they understand this community supports them and then they can do stuff in it yeah and you know and the re- rewarding thing is is like when you're talking about the question was is when they get it Yep. You know, a kid just sits there and clicks in his head and is like, 
oh yeah yeah okay i can do this now Mm -hmm. and that's it and you know then they see where their future is going to go and they don't feel like they're trapped here in the town right but it's cool when they come back in a professional capacity right whether they're coming back as a teacher or coming back as a business owner or those kind of things definitely you know i I think probably one of the most rewarding things I ever had, it, rewarding it at the same time, it made me feel really old. <laughs> I was I was at a new, when I was a brand new principal, um, I was at a new principal's um, event and it was run by the the um, ladies of the library. They, they supported the library, had a lunch for all the new folks. And I came in and I stood up, introduced myself and one of the um, new teachers stood up and introduced herself and they asked these same sort of questions, you know, why, how did you get into teaching, those kinds of things? And she said, well, when I was in Mr. Harris's English class, I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I didn't think I was that old right there. But, but, you know, that's cool when they find their way. I think it's lovely, too, that oftentimes as a teacher, um, you see that student's positive characteristics, and they don't recognize it. Yeah. So in the beginning of the school year, I always give them a list of words. And they're usually all positive words. There's a few just to see if they say, you know, you know, a, a negative thing about themselves where I can help them in that one to build their confidence. But just giving them the positive characteristic names because mm-hmm. they're still young learners and even at the high school level, it was kind of powerful because then I turned around and had them do their job careers where it was like, what what characteristics do you personally need to have to be a broadcaster or to go into nursing? And I said, you know, if you try and focus on, you know, your good qualities, you know, you will get into a career that fits you and you will love it. And you're right. Oftentimes they came back and you you saw it throughout the year going, well, I wanted to be a fireman. And all of a sudden fire shows are on TV and I met a fireman and I'm like, well, there you go. Maybe you're bound to be a fireman. But it's so great to inspire kids too to different entities. Yeah. No, it's cool. But, but, you know, talking about that, talking about finding your passion and kind of getting on board, we're kind of coming down to the end of our time already. If you were going to give some folks advice, right, whether they were already thinking about education or not thinking about education, um, it, I was kind of like you, Ron, it was the last thing that was ever on my mind about to do. Um, what, what advice would you give somebody who was looking at becoming a teacher? Well, I had originally went into nursing, and I was in my practicum at the very end, and um, this gentleman's leg had been all torn up, and and um, I wanted to go as a neonatal nurse. So anyway, by the time I got done bandaging, bandaging his leg, I got in my car and cried, and I got home, and my husband's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I can't do this. Their farm is going to close, and, and they were just a wreck. And then I remembered my mother putting in food coloring in our swimming pool every other day. So it was purple, it was orange, it was yellow. And she was like, Gail, why don't you go into teaching? And I was like, oh, thanks, Mom. <laughs> so, you know, the wisdom from my mom on my characteristics was um, pretty positive. And like I said, I can't imagine doing anything else. So anyone that's interested in teaching, go for it. It's a great field. Um, I say the love of learning. If you love to learn, um, that passion can be put on these kids and they can learn to love learning. And I think it is a lifelong thing that we need as human beings and at, that we, you know, can do. 
So <laughs> if we put our minds to it. So I just want, yeah. So I just think that the love of learning and if you are inspired to, um, if you think learning is important, I think that that inspiration can go a long way. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would put in there persevere. That That is one of the biggest advice because there's, when I was doing my first year teaching, there are many times that I just wanted to go straight through that parking lot and not stop and mm-hmm. just, just, I can get another job kind of thing. But the rewards of teaching and and seeing the kids outside in the community and they right. always say hi to me, hey, Mr. Gaston, how you doing? And it's like, and I just talk to them and go, hey, how you doing? How's your how's your career going and all this other stuff. It's really great to see them going. And, you know, this is be my eighth class that I put through. And uh, it, it's just on my end, I get to see them as adults out in the community. And that's really rewarding. Yeah. I think inspiring their curiosity is really good too. Oftentimes kids will say, how are pencils made? And I'm like, I don't know, let's go. I pull it up. <laughs> we watch a three minute video. We learned how pencils were made, bowling balls were made. And, um, you know, that kind of adds to the lesson that we weren't even doing that. But at the moment, you know, it's it's that, that moment, open window of opportunity to get them to listen and, um, and, and satisfy their curiosity. You know, and so then they continue to learn and they pass it on. Mom, I learned how to make a bowling ball today. (laughs) So thank you. Well, and, you know, and I think that that's it's really important because, you know, Del Del Norte County um, a lot of times gets the short end of the stick from people around the state. Either they don't know where we are. They've forgotten about us. Um, you know, or it's, oh, it's them. There, there are a lot of things that are out there, but I think we have some of the most spectacular students, um, that I've ever run into across the state. And I think a lot of that needs to be, uh, a lot of the credit for that needs to be given to our teaching staff, our teaching and classified staff who work with them all the time. And, you know, so I really want to thank the three of you for coming in, um, again, the work that you do, whether it's at the elementary level, the middle level, the high school level, um, in the bri- broad variety of work that the three of you do, but but you also represent another 220 people that are out there on the certificated side, um, really working with our students. So on behalf of uh, the board and everybody here at the district office, I just want to say thank you. Um, and I really appreciate what you do for our kids and for each of our schools. So thank you much. And thanks for uh, joining me this afternoon. Pleasure. Thank Thank you. you.